Tanya for the first of Tammuz, the first historian. Isaac of Hummel was a famous chassid, chassid of the earlier rebbers of Chabad until the Semach Sedek. And the Semach Sedek once sent a woman who was absolutely destroyed. Her husband had disappeared and she had no idea where her husband was. She understood her husband had ran away. The problem was that he had not given her a divorce before he had run away, which left her in a state called Naguna, which meant that she was trapped. She couldn't remarry. And she was effectively still married to the person that had run away. It was a disastrous place for a woman to be. And she, she needed help to find where her husband was, at least just get the bare minimum divorce, and then she could, she could continue her life. So she came to Samar Siddiq, and Samar Siddiq told her, go to Isaac of Hummel, he could help you. So she came to Isaac of Hummel, who was a big rabbi, a very old chassid at this point of his own, and many students of his own. And told her, and she told him, the Semach Sedek sent me to you. You're all supposed to help me. And he just said, I don't know. How am I supposed to know where your husband is? He didn't know where the husband was. So he said, I have no idea. She stayed for several weeks. And every single day, she came to Isaac and she cried and she wept and she begged him to tell her where her husband was. And every single time he told her, I don't know where your husband is. I don't, I don't know. So one day she stood and she le- she lost her patience and she said she's not going to leave until he tells her where her husband is. And he said, I have no idea. And he, she said, that someone said, they told me that, that you know. And he said, I don't know. So meanwhile, the, 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 the attendant was there as well. And her Isaac Ahama won his space. And so he, he shoved the, the attendant gently out of the way. And that shoving somehow bumped into her and she fell out into the streets. And just as she fell out into the streets, a wagon, um, a wagon was driving by, a wagon screeches to a halt. A person just fell, you know, fell in, into the street and the woman looks up, her husband's on that wagon. Quickly, she, she, she um, uh, traps her husband, says, listen, I need, just need you to write me a divorce, do whatever else you want with the rest of your life. Write me the, they wrote the divorce and, and that was it. She, was, she wasn't in a gunner. And another story of Isaac of Hamel, when Isaac of Hummel passed away, everyone was absolutely heartbroken. There was, there was so much crying, there was so much tears, but they noticed that there was someone who wasn't among the students who was also um, crying, ex- extreme crying. And they asked him, why, why are you crying? You're not one of Rabbi Isaac's close students. He said, this man said that Rabbi Isaac of Hummel saved my life. One time I was trying to do a, a, a really bad sin. And as I was walking down the street, um, Isaac was walking behind me and he screamed to me, where are you going? I didn't answer. I just continued walking. What are you going to do? Someone's screaming. At me. So he, tells, he screamed to me again, what, where are you going? Go to the shul and say to Hillel. And so the, the man did it. Instead of doing whatever sin he was planning to do, it sounds like it was a bad sin. He stopped doing sin. He went to the shul and said to Hillel. And he said, Isaac of Hummel saved my life. How can I not cry over such a, such a big tzaddik? Um, the Tanya so far is talking about the vast distance that exists within the human being and within the world and within creation in general. The starting point of creation, as we're going to say, is Chachma. As we've said and as we're going to continue saying, is Chachma. And the end point of everything is action. There's a progression and everything leads from one to the next. And here's the, the part of the point we're going to focus on today. And we already focused on yesterday. The drop-off point from every level to the next, for example, from wisdom into emotions, how much feelings do you feel based on how much you think 
it's it's a fraction. There's there's no quantifiable words to describe how little emotion you manage to cipher from an intellectual idea, from something that you understand to then how much you love or hate it. The love or hate is a fraction of a fraction of what you really understood. And then the thought processes that you then understand based on your emotions, people spend decades in, in with psychologists trying to understand a little bit of a feeling to be able to put it into them, at least pull it out of their mind, uh, what they understand based on the original emotion. People have hate and fear towards things that take them decades to unpack. And then speech, how much you say compared to what's really going on inside your mind, your, your actual thought process. And then action, one action could be, in, could be based on, on so much written word or, or spoken word, et cetera. That's the entire spectrum of the human being. That is the, the, the summation of our entire journey of everything in this world within ourselves. The process of anything that exists in this world travels through these five locations. That's us. Now the prayer test is going to start off with God. Wisdom is the starting point of us, of a of our a journey, of us, of our of our um, quest, let's call it. But for God, wisdom is like action. What we consider to be action, the very lowest point is the drop-off point of, of our journey of everything, anything that we're involved with. For God, wisdom and action, it's all the same. In fact, the Pasuk says, Or God made this world with wisdom. He made them. Now, if you reread the Pasuk, you say, wait a second. All of them, he made this world with wisdom. And action, the wisdom and the action are exactly the same level for God. I'll read a little bit and then I'll explain because this is all one long sentence. With, with God on the other hand, on the, hand the relativism that we ex, that we have, like like I mentioned in, in the introduction today, that the difference between our wisdom and our emotions, our emotions and our thought, our thought and our speech, our speech and our action, the difference between all of that is vast. Each one's a massive drop-off point. But Cain... But with God, there's no, it's all just like action. All of that entire spectrum that we imagine massive, not imagine, we know to be massive distances and drop-off points one from the other. For God, it's all just entirely wisdom, which is the highest of all. We have we appreciate that one action compared to the wisdom, there's no numbers to describe it. But for God, that thought that wisdom is absolutely like action. It's in, inconsequential entirely compared to God's, to God himself. So when we think about wisdom and we're like so impressed, we say, well, compared to the action, compared to the, compared to the speech, compared to the thought, compared to the emotions, and now the original wisdom, well, that's so, the wisdom so impressive. That's the greatest point that we know about. But in regards to God, it's, it's not even on, in the playing field. Wisdom is absolutely nothing compared to God. Whatever we know about wisdom, our wisdom is absolutely nothing. God is entirely elevated 
myriads upon myriads we have five levels and these five levels are impressive and the the sheer vastness that these five levels incorporate is the vastness of this world everything from the beginning to an action in a world of in, in the world of asia the world literally of action which is the fourth world the lowest world and whether this world physical world that we have is the lowest of the fourth world that is the vastness of creation but for god that's just five levels but there's myriads upon myriads of levels far beyond the wisdom that of the starting point point of creation so we're all impressed by this creation but the truth of the matter is for god Wisdom is 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 a tiny little drop-off point at the very end of everything. What's beyond that? We don't know. But we do know, being that God is infinite, that this is absolutely not the starting point of God as it is the starting point of us. So calling God wise, for example, is actually it's not just insulting, it's 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 a nonsensical. It makes no sense to call God wise. God isn't God isn't wise. Our greatest accomplishment is wisdom. And we say, well, someone's wise. Well, that's fantastic. He's wise. That's that's the highest point of creation for us. But for God calling God wise, not just insulting, it's entirely, it just makes no sense. God's so much beyond wisdom. Wisdom is the, right at the end of God's expect wisdom and action. It's all the same for God. And that's what we're going to deal with tomorrow. How do we call God wise? If that's, if we're in, in Trinesa, we open up and call God wise, hold up. He's not why that's insulting and 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 really makes no sense to call God wise. Thank you so much for joining Tanya Tanya's elementary Shoshana by Yochan Mitzalan itself. It's a class of exceptional Mia Gamal and if we should have a Ramana Kamish of CS with Ramana Shamas or Kamacha to very labor to put liberalism in one of the weeks for Shlema. Wonderful and very successful day. And thank you so much for joining.